Luke chapter 13, verses 22 to 30, and it can be paid, found on page 1047. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, We ate and drank with you and you taught in our streets. But he will reply, I don't know you or where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping there and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves thrown out. People will come from east and west and north and south and will take their places at the feast in the kingdom of God. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first and first who will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. <clears throat> now I'm getting old. I need some notes in case I forget. How narrow is the narrow door? This is my door. And it's pretty narrow, isn't it? It's a lovely door, though. Nice little handle. Yep. And, and a knocker. Uh, it's great, great that this is St. Patrick's Day, isn't it? Yeah. Knock, knock. Yeah. Irish. I wished you in the name of the law. <laughs> I wished you. It's a pretty thin door, isn't it? Who do you reckon? Who could we get here to go through this door? Do you think Sophie would have a chance if we put it in a frame and opened it up? Would Sophie get through this door? No, she's the smallest one here, I think. Oh, Hannah's smaller. Should we try Oh, no. <laughs> She's smaller. It's a very small door. And Jesus said, make every effort to go through the narrow door. When Jesus <clears throat> was asked, will only a few be saved? We, because we live now and we're in the church and everything, we think they're asking about who's going to heaven. They weren't asking that at all. You see, the first verse says that Jesus was going down to Jerusalem and he was teaching about the kingdom of God. He was teaching the people. Now, put those two things together, Jerusalem and the man teaching about the things of God, and you get very uh, political thoughts. They think, ah, 
the Messiah must be on his way, coming to save us from the Romans, going to drive them out. But the Jewish people were very used to being invaded. Gosh, they'd had, who had they had? They'd had the Assyrians and the Babylonians and the Medes and the Persians. Then they'd had the Greeks and then they'd had the Romans, all bearing down on them. And they were used to bits of their country being cut off and carted away, like the north disappeared from the south. So when they asked, are only a few people going to save, be saved, they were saying, uh, is it just the temple and its precincts that will be saved by this Messiah, and we can, the worship will go on there? Or is it just the temple and the city of Jerusalem? Or is it the temple, the city of Jerusalem, and its surrounding area, which they called Judea? Or will it be the north as well as the south, Israel and Judea, or Judah itself? all saved by Messiah, that God's kingdom may come and those Romans may be driven out. Who was be saved, they said, and Jesus said something very strange. He gave them the riddle of the door, the narrow door. Be sure, make every effort to enter by the narrow door, he said. Well, I used to live amongst the mountains, as you know. That... Is in my was in my parish, yeah. I didn't have much uh, pastoral work to do. Only the sheep. Look at it. That's uh, Side Pike on Lingmore Fell, and that there is known as the Fat Man's Agony. It is Fat Man's Agony, and if you want to get to the top of Lingmore Fell up through Side Pike, you have to go through the Fat Man's Agony. Uh, or go round the outside on a perilous walk uh, to your own doom over the thousand foot of downwardness. There's a, there's a couple trying to get through. It is indeed quite tight. A fat man's agony. Well, it's interesting that it's called a fat man's agony because the word that Jesus used for make every effort could be termed struggle, or actually agonise. Agonise in order to get through the narrow door, he said. Agonise your way through the door. But it's difficult, isn't it? How's any one of us going to get through the door? Well, let me tell you the first part of the secret that it's not about the size you are. It's about the shape you are. Isn't that clever? You see, it's not about size. It's about shape. It's for people who are cross-shaped to be able to get through the door. St. Patrick was a man who was cross-shaped. St. Patrick lived in the 4th century, maybe the 5th century. And age six, he was a sheep shepherd. And age 16, some raiders came from Ireland and they captured him 
and they took him off to slavery in Ireland. And he was there for six years. He's a clever boy. And he was there in slavery for six years, and then he escaped, and he got back to Wales. And he was so grateful that he got back to Wales that he gave himself to being a monk and then a priest, and then he prayed for his captors, like the Bible tells him to do. And guess what? He grew in such love for the people who took him off into slavery that he went back to Ireland. He shaped himself for the agony of cross-shaped living, and he went back to that place where he had been enslaved, with all the dangers therein, in order to bring them the gospel. And he brought them the gospel of Jesus. And he became the Bishop of Armagh and the primate of all Ireland, from the least to the greatest, from the last in the country of Ireland to being the first in the country of Ireland because he gave himself to cross-shaped living. See, Jesus, so I should tell you that the, the Jewish people, having spoken about St. Patrick, the Jewish people, worried about the north and the south, thought that they were first in God's kingdom because they had, they all descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That was their line, the one through whom God had made all the promises. And so they were first, they thought. But Jesus said it's not just about the north and the south who will be saved. It's about the east and the west. There is great breadth in this narrow door of Jesus. Anyone can come in as long as they're living cross-shaped lives. Because there's another part of the secret about this living uh, passing through the narrow door... And that's not what kingdom are you living in. The Jews were only interested in the kingdom of Israel. Jesus was interested in the kingdom of God. That's what he was talking about. So the second part of the secret of getting through the narrow door, if you're living a cross-shaped life, is are you living, or do you want to live, in the kingdom of God? Because people from the east and the west and the north and the south are entering into it ahead of those who thought they were first. And they will be wailing and gnashing their teeth and knocking on the door when it is shut. Meagate Church. What a place. Meagate Church is really trying... Hang on, I think I've missed a bit out. Yes, <laughs> I have. Because <laughs> there's a third part. There's a third part of the secret, otherwise you won't get in. They thought, because they were descended from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, that they could get in. And Jesus said, no, it's not about who you are. The secret is about who you know. 
you'll be shut out, knocking on the door, and you'll say, we listened to you. We heard you teach in the streets. We even sat down and ate a meal. And he says, I never knew you. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you come from. I didn't know you. You see, you can be interested in Jesus. You can know about Jesus. But actually, you need to know Jesus. That's the third part of the secret. Not about who you are, but about who you know. And Gate Church is a place that tries to live cross-shaped lives. Aiming to be like Jesus, we say, don't we? Aiming to be like Jesus, intentionally giving ourselves to the agony, and it is an agony sometimes, of being together and ministering together to our parish in all the things that we do and taking on all the struggle of the world and trying to make it better. We are aiming to be like Jesus living cross-shaped lives, but we're also wanting to live in the kingdom of God, not just on Sundays, we say, don't we? I think it's in the notice sheet. Not just on Sundays, but every day. We do all this work through the week, seven days a week, for the kingdom of God. Wanting to be his kingdom people in this place. Showing the people what kingdom living is really like. Trying to get on with each other as best as God's love would enable us to do. And the third thing we're trying to do, isn't it, is to know him. Knowing Jesus, because he is the source of all our energy and work and power and ability, and he is the end of everything we're seeking to be and do. That we should know him, and he should know us. Worship and prayer and evangelism and helping other people come to know him too. That's why we wonderfully had the confirmation service a fortnight ago. How does it feel, Karen? Still wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Well, if you want a bit of wonderfulness, come and rub shoulders with Karen in coffee. And we've got the Alpha coming up as a team to invite people. And if you can help out with that, we'd love to hear from you. Because Meadgate Church is a church that is seeking to live cross-shaped lives, to live in the kingdom of God, and to know Jesus. And when those things happen, we find, like St. Patrick, we cease to be the least, and we become the greatest. We cease to be the last, and we shall be the first. God bless the memory of St. Patrick, and God bless all of you who know the secret of the narrow door.